This week, we discuss golfing tips with the Mad Caddies. Stay tuned. Welcome to On the Upbeat. I'm Matt. Hey, I'm RJ Phoenix. And this is going to be another fantastic, rad episode for all y'all to listen to. It's going to be. We are excited to be here. Uh, I'm definitely just in the mood to talk some ska. And with us this week is Tyler from... Yo! <laughs> What's up, everybody? Woo! Hey, bud. Uh, Tyler is, is... Tyler is trying to get by... That's mm-hmm. the band's name, the music name, but it's just Tyler. It's just yeah, Tyler. It's, uh, it's, it's like uh, some of me and more of uh, a lot of my friends. It's like a big uh, kind of collaborative thing, you know? Kind of like a bump the music industry kind of thing. Oh, I hope it'll be that cool one day. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tyler, how are things going? How's your day been? Uh, it's been pretty wild. I just got back from a, a weekend run with a Voice of Addiction. I, I play guitar for them as well. Uh, we're, we're releasing a new album. Um, actually a week before my new album comes out so uh it's pretty soaked about that so we're doing a lot of shows with that and then a tour with that and then after that tour ends i start doing the trying to get by tours and uh so i've just been doing a lot of planning lately a lot of uh computers a lot of emails uh really nerdy lame stuff (laughs) (laughs) but all important stuff to to get the music out there someone's gotta do it yeah (laughs) (laughs) rj how's uh your week been how's your weekend well, I, the weekend was actually pretty good. Uh, me and uh, my wife went into downtown LA. Uh, we, we went to this. So there's a street down there that's supposed to be like an old European like kind of street with like alfresco dining, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we went down there and only one of the restaurants was opened. Um, <clears throat> but lucky for us, it happens to be the one that everyone says that's the one you want to be eating at. <laughs> so yeah, we got some food there. Then we're like, you know, we're gonna stay downtown. Let's let's do some day drinking because you know we're old and that's that's how you have fun sometimes. <laughs> and we're like, let's go to this rooftop bar uh, at this hotel. Uh, so we walk into the hotel lobby and they are having like a media event for Magnum ice cream bars, hmm. and they're just giving out free Magnum ice cream bars and free uh, sparkling wine. So we that was like the best accidental <laughs> rooftop party ever. And that, well, we haven't even got to the rooftop yet. Oh. This is just on the ground floor of the, the hotel. Like, Ooh. yeah. And so then, you know, we have a good time there. We go up to the rooftop and I had uh, another good time up there. Got some like fancy uh, tiki ish drinks and uh, chilled out in the uh, L.A. sun. And then, uh, which, you know, it still burns our little Midwest asses, even though it's been like <laughs> 15 years out here uh, and then uh, came home and yeah, had a really good weekend and just basically chilled out with my wife and had some uh, new experiences. Awesome. Do Does yeah. ice cream and champagne go well together? Cause it, like- well, I got dark chocolate on mine. And so okay. I think dark chocolate and champagne, but okay. the, the, it, works. it works. It sounds like a flavor, you know? Yeah, Ooh. like a dark chocolate champagne ice cream. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely it's seven percent, and it could get you fucked up. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's hilarious. Forty proof and seventy-five cent cacao. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I went to Disneyland on Thursday, uh, and that was a good time hanging out with the kids and some friends. Uh, so, those that listen to the podcast regularly, you probably... Oh, I forgot. 
because of last week's podcast, I went and got KFC this weekend too. <laughs> it was definitely it was definitely on my brain a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, famous bulls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, if you listen to the podcast last week, uh, you'll know uh, Anthony from the Guilty Parties, who lives in Texas, was coming out here uh, for the the show that they had on Saturday, but went to Disneyland on Thursday. And I thought, okay, we'll probably I'll message him. We'll meet up. No, 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 no. We randomly walked by each other uh, in Star Wars Land, just wow. completely. Like I didn't even notice his face first. I noticed his shirt because he was wearing a guilty party guilty party shirt, and I noticed that first. And then I looked up. I'm like, "Hey, it's Anthony!" And uh, <laughs> so we just we talked and chilled, and so that was pretty awesome. And then, of course, the big show, the big Scott yeah. show out here on uh, on Saturday, the Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, you know, a bunch of bands playing. It basically was like if a, if Ska threw a backyard barbecue, this is exactly what this would look like. I kind of wish there was like a pool right in the middle of the... There was, It was like a big open space. Like it's hard to really describe, but it was outside. It was kind of amongst a bunch of different like uh, properties, like businesses... Okay. And it was right in the mm. middle of all of those things. It was mainly put on by um, uh, this basically brewery, Hangar Twenty Four, and and so it was this big open space. Like you could have fit a pool in the middle of the space. I'm sure, it would be expensive <laughs> upkeep and all that stuff. But yeah. it was just it was crazy. It was fun to be out there. And you know, it's one of those things where you look out and you go, "Yeah, people keep saying Ska's dead, but you know this this experience tells me otherwise." You know, people coming out and and uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff on uh, Instagram and stuff. You want to check out some videos from different bands and different artists. Uh, it was put on by Half Past Two. They kind of organized it, and uh, it was a great time. It was uh, lots of hanging out and uh, and uh, good times, uh, getting things thrown at your face. You know, fun times. Oh wait, what? <laughs> so okay, so Half Past Two hmm. is known for like throwing out things into the audience usually uh, okay okay so like they threw out like uh inner tubes because they played uh. they played their song uh socal summer anytime they do that they well not anytime but at bigger shows they throw out stuff so they throwing out beach balls inner tubes so anytime i would get an inner tube i really was trying to like I was close to the front, so I tried to chuck it to the back, and I tried to land it on someone's head. <laughs> I got really close a bunch of times, really close. Uh, like, oh, Matthew! Really <laughs> close. Uh, I mean, what else would you be doing with it? I, that's I, what I'd go to. It's like a be, game of horseshoe, right? Exactly. <laughs> with with people. <laughs> yeah, and it just it was just a good time hanging out, and uh, so yeah. Um, all right, so that's uh. That's that, and you know what? Let's get to some ska news. Yes, ska news. I never get sick of that jingle that Dang It did for us. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, we would think we'd get sick of it week after week, but no, nope, nah, no, nah. love it just the same. The same song, man, maybe, but how, that jingle never. How, how dare you? As one of the writers of that theme song, how <laughs> dare you? <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, yeah, Ska News. First up, 
we have from the Interrupters on Tuesday, July 19th, the Interrupters released a new song called As We Live. So uh, good. It's off their uh, forthcoming album, Into the Wild. I can't remember the release date. I should have written it down, but I know it's like August. It's like the first week of August sometime. There's so much yeah, Scott coming out in August. Yeah, there really, God, there is. There's so much good stuff coming out in the next six months too. Oh it's yeah, unreal. Yeah, yeah I, I thought there was like so many good contenders already for this year, but it's like everybody's <laughs> like throwing them in the last minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's take a listen to the Interrupters' uh, new song called "As We Live." song danceable uh, yeah danceable. yeah it is i uh, you didn't mention uh that uh rhoda dakar from uh body snatchers and specials guests on that song right i didn't mm-hmm. i'm a yeah. terrible person uh my ska card is revoked <laughs> i'm giving up this show rj it's all yours bye peace out oh geez i don't know what to do with all this responsibility <laughs> Uh, yes, so that song's out. Uh, RJ, you have some ska news for us. Why don't you tell us? Yeah, about yeah. That? Uh, just this last Friday, uh, ska punk band Boss Battle put out their new EP, Action Items, uh, which you can get on cassette if you so desire. Uh, I think it's a really fun EP. I'm always, you know, I go hard for Midwest ska because that's where I grew up and that's what I like. And this is the uh, second track off that album, also the first single off it called Come Out and Dance. song i was listening to this and uh yeah i'd never heard this band before until rj uh mentioned it and uh yeah it's a pretty good uh album 
So yeah, they just put out a couple singles before. So this is their first like major release. Yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting for this one. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Nice. <laughs> it sounds great. Um, all right. Next up, uh, we have a new song uh, that dropped on Friday, July 22nd from the band 3D BS Down. Uh, they dropped a new song called uh, um, Unconvinced, and uh, we're going to take a listen to this new track right now. Here we go. Bro. bit of uh like power pop right there nah, a little heavier than power pop power pop's very sweet okay so. i'm sorry i got the genre wrong rj man, <laughs> nice. man i like power pop more than i like scott uh there i said it. Uh, whoa. I, I will let you know when something is power pop <laughs> oh, wow. so, so uh, here's, here's uh, the big thing i think you pushed a button power pop that <laughs> i think is good is far more rare than ska and ska punk, I think is good. So I think as a genre, there's much more ska and ska punk for me. Right. Uh, power pop, there's a lot of stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's okay. Like, there's uh, not as much out there that. But when a power pop band comes along, they fucking nails it for me. That I can't get enough of it. So you're saying the power pop music is harder to make good than ska. So Scott, at least for my you- taste, for my tastes, for my taste, let's be clear. I'm just trying I to mean, get you in trouble with all the ska, ska artists <laughs> out there who now you just told them that. It's- I don't, has this been a secret? I mean, my favorite two bands I mention all the time, neither are ska bands, though that's they true. both played ska band songs. True. But yeah, I don't think that should be. A, that's not a secret. <laughs> it's probably not. All right, uh, so that's Ska News. There's so much music out there. Make sure you mm-hmm. go check it out. Uh, RJ, you have that playlist that you put up every, like, you put up all the singles, I, right? I'll update it Friday at some point. But, yeah, I try to add every uh, Ska single um, that comes out in the year. So I've done all of awesome. Yeah, I did 2021, uh, but I started that halfway through the year. It's much easier keeping up with it when you're going – <laughs> as stuff gets released uh and uh, yeah i do backfill when i find i've missed stuff too um so i do that on every week on spotify and then once a month i update uh Bandcamp uh for band camper which is uh like a playlist application you can use to make playlists with Bandcamp music so yeah mm-hmm. i do try to do that to keep up and they're both uh kind of wildly different um there'll be stuff on one that's not on the other so as much crossover as there is between the two playlists there's uh just as much as different 
So yeah. it's, it's called Band Camper? I've never, I didn't yeah, know you could do that. That's really it's, cool. Uh, take out all the vowels from Band Camper and then it's okay. .co. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll check that out. That's yeah, yeah. It's, it's is, pretty cool. Is that yeah, a, there's a lot of good music on Bandcamp that people just don't want to go through with the digital distro deal or whatever, yeah. or, or you know, deal with all that stuff, or even have their music on Spotify. Period. That you're gonna find on Bandcamp first. So yeah, that's really cool to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is no it, problem, man. Is that is that <laughs> thing officially sanctioned by Bandcamp, or is that? You know what? Right now, it's not. It's been going for like a year. Um, but uh, I think. There might be Bandcamp keeps trying to come up with something on their own, especially yeah. now that Epics owns them, uh, and they just right. haven't done it yet. So right. until they do, there's Bandcamper, so, Bandcamper.co. So they're trying to come up with a way that to be a little bit closer to Spotify in general, or uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I also think I, I know that they've made it easier. Supposedly, I've never tested it, but if you're a band that puts out singles, that it will go from like one one of your singles to the next single instead of just stop playing. Like mm. once that song on that page is done, I know they yeah. started trying that. Yeah, I pay way too good. much attention to Bandcamp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how you find out. Uh, that's how we, you know, find out about music because you pay mm-hmm. attention to Bandcamp, and uh, so yeah, no, we need that because, uh, like you said, not everything ends up on Spotify or Apple Music. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it ends up way later too. I well, found yeah. stuff that it goes up on Bandcamp and it doesn't make it to Spotify until three months later. Yeah. yeah. Of course, then I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Now I gotta put it. Now it's on Spotify. Now I gotta put it on my playlist. Now I gotta <laughs> push it like a hundred songs up. <laughs> oh first world problems right i know <laughs> <laughs> all right well we're gonna talk to tyler and yeah uh, hey. so um before we get uh, too deep into uh your sort of uh your music trying to get by uh we want to know a little bit about you uh how did you get into ska music when did you first start listening some early bands early shows you went to what is your ska origin story uh, so I grew up in a, a town in Northwest Tennessee that's like no one's ever heard of. It's not even really worth mentioning even the name. It's just such a small town. And there was a uh, like they, they were like, let's do the church was like wanted to step up and do some kind of community thing to, uh, to keep the kids from getting in trouble. Because all we did was, you know, we had Walmart. <laughs> Once they built the Walmart, everybody hung out at the Walmart, you know. <laughs> right, right. So that's all I grew up with a very small like kind of community out there i think to this day nobody in that town knows what sky is but uh so they had this little mini ramp out there and i was going over there and skateboarding one day and uh this guy saw me and he saw that i had uh like green in my hair and i think it was probably like spray paint or something because you know i was figuring didn't know what was going on yet i was like 12 13 years old and it, it was like hey you ever heard of rancid and i'm like what <laughs> and we started talking about the clash and stuff and then uh he gave me this burnt CD in, the, in his car and it had like Streetlight, Catch-22, Not Ivy, Rancid. And uh, it also, he had this other one with like Crass and, you know, some some harder stuff, The Unseen and, and things like that or whatever. So uh, immediately I got into like Operation Ivy and it was like one of my favorite things, you know. So that kind of resonated with me for the longest. But um, I, I didn't move out of that town until I was uh, 18. And that's when I finally really started like learning more about music and everything else around uh uh, everywhere else because i didn't grow up with internet or anything like that i didn't have tv where i grew up you know between a cornfield and a beanfield but there was a music shop that i used to go to and like you know pick up instruments and they would let me try to learn and figure out stuff there and uh eventually i, I would buy something sometimes but most of the time they just let me hang out and they're trying to teach myself music um uh, but that's pretty much what all that happened with it. it was just i ended up with the cd and then 
once I had access to the internet, like right. years later in college, I was like, whoa, you know, started finding all sorts of stuff. So when did you, uh, was it that time when you were going to that uh, music store? Is that where you learned to play instruments or when did playing music start to become part of your uh, everyday life? Uh, so it was, it was before that for sure. Like I was, you know, I was into like uh, uh, some like classic rock is probably what I first started getting into. I was like nine, 10 years old, you know? And, uh, and then my mom was like, you know, green day dookie CD. And then oh, no doubt rock steady. You know, I grew up with that not even realizing that was like punk or ska, you know, right. my dad was going to be ACDC CDs and stuff like that. So I ended up like starting to play guitar at like 11 and um just throughout the years i just like as my teenage years i just kept you know picking up different instruments and just trying to learn stuff like that but uh i, I self-taught everything pretty much i was in a I, I, I took some jazz band while i was in high school you know i was in the middle school band playing tenor saxophone so it's like a foreshadowing ska thing i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome so like you really self-taught like the guitar like how, yeah, and uh, I didn't like grow up with uh like there wasn't like music to or shows to go to you know I had a there was a, a local scene in Paducah Kentucky and it was like 30, 40 minutes about forty five minutes from where I lived on the border of Tennessee and like I would ride up with these people and like I would lie about my age to ride with these old older punks and stuff to catch a ride to those shows and that's how I started seeing concerts when I was like fourteen fifteen years old and um, but. Uh, as far as that, like, I didn't have, like, any reference to how to play music, really. I was just, like, kind of hearing stuff. And then uh, I had some guitar books that taught me how to play chords, you know. But once I figured out power chords and that if you break a bar chord in half, it's an easier way to do ska upstrokes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I just kind of started placing this stuff together in my head. And, like, uh, I was just kind of, you know, just a bored kid with too much time on my hands. um so how did this particular project uh trying to get by how did that get its start uh so in 2017 i i was like uh, yeah i used to book a lot of shows for years and uh, i booked bands all over the country and a diy uh, punk scene and stuff in another town and i was doing that for a while and then one day i was just like man i'm tired of this i want to play music so i stopped booking shows i handed off my email to people and then i was uh i just put myself out there and started selling everything that i own i was like who needs me for a tour i'll fill in if you have somebody that can't do it i'll do merch or whatever so i started doing that so for four years i did that and i was hitting around 200 shows a year mm-hmm. um playing for uh it was probably about six different projects like the the longest one i did was was some kind of nightmare i played drums for them for nine months and uh because they live on the road um super cool people um great time with them and then so like in between all those tours it became like well what am i gonna do till this tour starts how am i gonna get from san diego to north carolina in 14 days so i was like i had these songs that are just like notes that i was scribbling down in the back of the van writing with the, these other bands. I started playing them on a, my acoustic and then they became like little busking songs at first. And I was using those just to busk between um, as I was just traveling, you know, trying to get to tour to tour, you know, just filling in spots. And right. then uh, as I was doing that, I kept running into bands that I booked all over or bands I was playing with from other tours. So it became like drive four hours, go to a random bar that I played at. And there's some punk band on tour playing there that night. And they would let me hop on and play for tips or something, you know? So I started doing that. And that's when it started building. Uh, I lived in Nashville for a minute. And my buddy came up and was like that, uh, I know from years ago, he's like, Hey, 
let's like make those songs a band thing. And so we went in, recorded an EP, and we played like three shows. Um, they flew out to uh, Texas on another bigger tour I was doing on my acoustic tours. And uh, we did a full band tour all the way through Texas. Uh, so yeah, it just kind of, it uh, became more of a collaborative thing. When I lived in San Diego, I had a stand-up bass player that played with me and then another uh, punk drummer from uh, Systematic Restore or Systematic Abuse. Yeah. Um, and so we had like, I had like a lineup there. I've had other uh, people work with me all around the country and do just like fill in different instruments here and there. And I'm trying to build more like a regional coast to coast uh, group of people to tour with. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty much just grown as a collaborative thing. Just uh, my in-between project to keep myself going whenever I wasn't playing enough music. <laughs> so yeah. trying to get by kind of made sense to name it that. Oh yeah. That, that does make a lot of sense. So so, what's it like, uh, you know, um, doing this like kind of one man band thing, where it's like it is all the responsibility falls on you. Oh, like, I love it. God, do you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have to wait on other people. I'm very impatient, <laughs> you know. So like, I whenever something needs to be done, I'm just like drop everything, go to my computer, and I start doing. It. If I like wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, man, I want to be able to. It's like that baseline would sound so much cooler if I drop this, and I'm like, oh wait, I got this little USB box you know, and I use Reaper <laughs> and that's how I track everything. So I, I just, you know, take my instruments, plug it in, I change things whenever I want. So it's been really cool to do that, but it's, it became uh, this full band recording project with the last DP during the pandemic. Cause I was like, you know, just locked in a locked up, not doing anything for two years, pretty much uh, or almost two years. And then, um, you know, I was also getting sober. I had to go through a crazy thing at the hospital. My ulcer, uh, like ripped out, esophagus ripped out. I was in the hospital for days. I can't drink anymore. I can't smoke cigarettes. Had to change my whole diet. So like shit hit the fan for me pretty much. And then I was like, well, I'm going to try to learn more about producing myself. So it started like that. But, um, I'm really stoked about where it's going so far. It's, I made some cool songs and uh, some people like them. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Uh, it, it, there was some discussion on uh, on Sky Reddit um, comparing your latest uh, singles to uh, the EP that you put out and, and just exactly how much you've grown as just a writer uh, between that EP and this one and how crazy, what a fast and a very noticeable growth. So, hey, you did a great job, man. Well, that's cool. I didn't know it was a Reddit conversation. <laughs> Whoa. But yeah, no, I mean, from that first one, yeah, I uh, that was just a lot of words in my head. And it just became like, I was like, I'm going to just make some stuff. Like the drums at first on the first EP is me playing MIDI drums on a keyboard. So it's oh, wow. Chicka, catcha, chicka, catcha, chicka, catcha. <laughs> I didn't have an electric drum set or any drums to track with. So uh, that's how I did the whole thing was with my fingers in a metronome, you know. <laughs> and that was a long time. But now I feel like it could be pretty awesome with the MPC if I got one. But <laughs> <laughs> but it became just like I had like four buttons. So I'm like, hi-hat, snare, hi-hat, snare, bass. <laughs> but uh since uh i got yeah i learned a lot more about it since i did that ep and uh I, some of the songs i was actually working on since i was doing that ep and I, I just was changing a lot of things over time making it more of like a pop formula to the you know intro first course first course kind of thing just kind of giving it more of structure but the, the other songs were just like eh, whatever let's just put this out and see how it does and <laughs> some people liked it so that was cool so you seem to be pretty good at getting things done and hustling. Is music your primary source of income or do you have, you don't have to tell me what your day job is, but do you have a day job? 
currently, uh, I am uh, 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 getting paid by the Department of Health and Safety because I'm a, a personal assistant for my girlfriend. She, uh, she, I'm helping her like around the house, cook, clean, and you know, oh, take okay. care of her. She's got a lot of uh, uh, other chronic illnesses and stuff that she deals sure. with, so that's been helping out a lot since we were able to get into that program. Uh, but uh, this whole year, I've actually been uh, working on guitar amps, flipping guitar amps, repairing them, uh, reselling them through Reverb. I was doing that for a couple of months this uh, throughout this year, but I've always kind of been like the jack of all trade, like right. weird yeah. things. I've always been a cook for years. I've, I've uh, before I was uh, twenty, I wrote two menus for two different restaurants. So I started in culinary like way early on. Yeah. So I had this really good resume. So whenever you know I see a restaurant, I'm like, man, I. I need to go actually work somewhere like I, any, any place I've gone into and I'm like, here's my resume to start explaining it. They just hire me on the spot. And then I, I tell them how much I want and I prove myself to it and it, it just works. So uh, food has always been a backup job for me like that. But um, like, I'm, I'm always pretty resourceful finding weird ways to make money and, you know, just buying, using my head and finding out what I'm at and what resources I have available kind of thing. So yeah. I think that all really stuck with me also from, four years of traveling and living in a van. <laughs> yeah. That'll help. Yeah. Yeah. That's I can make a hell of a meal from a condiment section at a gas station. <laughs> dude, you know? uh, yeah. I got all the, the coffee tricks and bathroom tricks that, you know, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to take a listen uh, to a song uh, too much. What can you tell us about this song? Um, this one is, uh, like the, the label I'm working with Havoc Underground. They, they told me that they like this one the most. It's like, let's pick this one to start with, but it's pretty much, uh, uh, you know, everybody's got anxiety of things, you know, when things get to be too much, you know, in your head, um, uh, it, it's just how you deal with things. And, um, it lately it's just, um, trying to put into words of almost looking at anxiety stack in perspective, you know, right. and being like, um, breaking it down more so and being like, instead of being like, I'm sad and lyrics can be like, this is why I feel sad. <laughs> this just sucks, you know? Um, so I don't know. It's kind of reflecting on that kind of things. I feel like a, a lot of the songs on the album port towards uh, just um, how mentally I handle things and how I feel like it could either help people uh, in the way of looking at it in their own perspective or seeing it from somebody else's perspective to know they're not alone in a different um, cases of everything else I sing about throughout the album. Awesome. All right. So let's, uh, we're going to take a listen to uh, the song too much by trying to get by and here we go.
Woohoo! Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that song a lot. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad you that, too. That's a good song. Love the guitar solo there towards the end. It's awesome. Thanks. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, only keeping the first take of guitar solos I do on <laughs> on stuff. <laughs> so uh, yeah, oh, don't no, overcomplicate it. The, the oh no guitar solo is literally two notes, and it's just me hitting the guitar <laughs> and just like bending it really hard, and like I was just like it just kind of felt cathartic. So I, I like keeping stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Hey, it's I- like really bringing that like live experience to the recording, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I if wanna... there's a, if there's like flaws in it, I feel like that makes it way cooler. You know? Yeah. Sure. I wanted to ask what uh, what led you to deciding to stylize the band name trying to get by as one singular like word essentially. Uh, it uh, originally it was like keywords. You know, whenever you try to search something like that, I was like, man, this is going to be really hard to like ever look up. It's just like such a bland statement and like set of words. And then I was like, oh, you know, I just smush them together. And also, whenever somebody says trying to get by, it's just, it's usually one word anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it rolls off the tongue and I was like, you know what? Like, I was like, whatever, why not? There's people out there that hate on the whole like one smushing, getting rid of the spaces and band logos or band names, but yeah, whatever. No, I think it's fine. Like, I just, I just was. Uh, I'm always interested in what choices people make. Oh yeah, no. It, at first, it also kind of looked awkward to me. I was just like, that doesn't look like a band name. And then, like, uh, for the logo that I use on everything, that's actually just I took a sharpie and I just wrote it out on a piece of copy paper, <laughs> and then I took a picture of it with my phone and I upped the contrast. Mm, and that's right. what I've used and sent to every poster and every graphic designer since I've ever made it. Yeah. So that's the logo. That's all it is. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so you do have a new album coming out. Uh, what can you tell us about this new album, album title? When's it, when's it releasing and all that stuff? It, it is dropping August uh, 5th. Um, oh, no, that's the VOA. August 12th it is actually releasing uh, with Havoc Underground. And... Um, it's going to be on everything, you know, all the all the sites, the band camps or whatever. I've had um, Chris Jeffrey, an artist from Tulsa. He did all the uh, all the single release artworks that I've had. There's three different pieces. Um, yeah, I just let them go with whatever they felt like. I was like, here's a song. This is the idea of the song. Here's a terrible drawing of what I was thinking in my head. <laughs> so um, and every time he, they nailed it. So uh, I was really sucked about that. And um but the the final album artwork, I'm like blown away by it. Like, I can't wait to show everybody. It's uh, it it just captures the whole thing, uh, the whole feel of what I was trying to go about with it very well. But the uh, album's called Curse of a Tongue, and um, it's also a set of lyrics in the the last single I just released in my head. Um, but it pretty much states, you know, the all the trouble you can get yourself in because of the shit that you say and the uh, and the power that you have as a human being. Right. to speak words and change things and uh what you're what people are capable of because it's not so much um you know you can use it for bad you can use it for evil or for good like anything else but uh you know the curse of it is just having a tongue and to speak in the first place i feel like yeah yeah um you said uh i think in messaging back and forth you mentioned to me that the album you're going to release the album artwork this coming friday right i think you said uh, I might have said that, but yeah, let's do it. We said it here. That's how it's going now. 
I mean, you can change your mind. Like you're not, uh, you know, you're not beholden to anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I might share it right now while we're talking. I'm excited to show it. It's, it's really cool. <laughs> like I wasn't going to uh, have vinyl made or anything, but now I'm going to, just because it looks so cool. I was like, okay, I'm going to like get some lathe cuts made. I have a friend uh, in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Funky Frankenstein Records. Uh, just want to throw a shout out to them. They've done some work for me in the past. They also did the uh, the lathe cut EP last year where I only got 30 made. So they're cut on like polycarbonate pieces of plastic. They're like that thick. You can run them over with a car, leave them, you know, <laughs> try to burn them. They'll still play. Uh, they're really cool, but they, there's no minimum on it. So I uh, hand make all the jackets and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, so I'll probably thinking about doing a short run of those, probably 30 or 50 um, just through that because uh, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be able to afford the vinyl. <laughs> vinyl price is pretty high right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The wait time's ridiculous in a lot of places too. <laughs> yeah. uh, will there be other forms of physical media for the album? Yes. I, I, I will have CDs, digi packs available and stuff like that. Um, awesome. Those are getting ordered like this week. So um, just waiting on, um, I was waiting on the final artwork and stuff. So I just got that this weekend while I was out of town. Awesome. Excited. All right. Um, so, uh, what's it like playing in the Chicago ska scene? What can you tell so, us? So, I, I uh, technically I don't really know because I moved here during the pandemic. Um, oh, really, wow. or like just right before the pandemic, I really started like living out here. You know, so it. Uh, uh, I never really got to do a lot, but I have toured to Chicago so many times that I always played Liars Club. And I've I played a lot with a number of uh, ska bands out here, but never as trying to get by, which is odd because I've played like 26 states as trying to get by, but I've only done like one suburb acoustic show, you know, up here near Chicagoland. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at getting a bunch of other stuff set up. But so far uh, for my next tour, uh, my it features four different states <laughs> of artists for the lineup. So I have people coming in, they're learning the songs. They're old friends of mine, tour buddies, tour demons. You know, they're ready to hit the road all the time, and uh, we're gonna nail it out together. Um, actually, uh, if you uh, you know Madeline, the ska band from Denton, Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good friends of mine. We're actually uh, it hasn't been announced yet, but I can say it on here. Like we're uh, doing all of Texas together. We're doing like six dates in Texas together. Wow. Um, uh, on that run so that's going to be going through in november it's going to be really fun um yeah it's it's, it's a really cool tour I'm, I'm stoked to announce all that stuff to you soon awesome that's yeah great. yeah i i hope you start making some friends against some minarets in chicago because yeah, uh, i'd I, love to have like a local yeah. lineup here but it's uh it's just uh, the weird timing of me moving here. yeah and like yeah. I've, I've always come through as uh in punk bands you know my uh, but all the times i've ever played chicago so i have had ska bands play on it i got some people in the scene on my facebook but i feel like i haven't been as heavily involved in the scene enough to say anything about it Right. But I do love all the ska punk bands out here. Um, you know, still alive. I used to book when I, I book shows down there, uh, down south in Tennessee. Uh, I actually introduced Still Alive to Stuck Lucky. I think at that time for them to play oh, a show wow. together, or when they played a show together, like, yeah. it was the first time they played together. And I had them with a uh, Chinese Connection Dub Embassy, which is also um, uh, Omar from the band Negro Terror. There, a lot of people know about the passing of Omar and all that. He had a reggae ska band for. Yeah, probably 15 years before the that hardcore band blew up yeah. um but yeah so i used to do all these ska shows like that with them and um uh just other ones bomb flower 
I think also played that show. Uh, just lots of different ska bands from Chicago I've known over the years. They were like, there's always killer talent, you know. It's, yeah. But it's major competition out here. It's like the home of a thousand punk bands, you know. So, uh, <laughs> there really is. There's, there's so many people and there's like six drummers. So <laughs> it's I feel like if I'm going to have to be in a local band here, I'll probably have to play drums and sing. So I'm trying to avoid doing that again, but I've done that before. <laughs> it's kind of difficult to do with ska. There's a lot of words. Yeah. Um, real quick, since you've spent a lot of time on the road and you can, you know, try to boil it down to as as simple as you want, what -hmm. do you think would be like your one tip for surviving life on the road, like touring on a regular basis? Since you've done what seems like a lot of it, what do you think is your one tip for surviving life on the road? Uh, never let your guard down. Yeah. Murphy's law. <laughs> like I, I have terrible luck as a human being. <laughs> like my, my, uh, my whole story of my life is just like a constant shit show of tripping over my own feet, I swear. But, um, yeah. So i always look out for, you know, uh, anything that could go wrong, you know, listen to anybody that gives you, um, uh, tips or something like that. Don't blow it off. If, a, if another touring band, like, if they, if they ever ran into any problem, they tell you that about that story, take that story to heart because it could totally happen to you. I've had like everything that could possibly happen to you on the road happen to me, like vans breaking down and having to leave them behind, uh, like um, uh, driving with diesels and stuff like that that can't get worked on, um, you know, running out of food, having shows drop and being like, well, we have to get to this next town, our van's fixed. But the next show, since we have three, we had three days off is 16 hours away and having to drive 16 hours straight to the next show, you know, and within one day just to make it just so you can get back on time. You know, so it's uh, there's so many things to watch out for, but I'd say pretty much like listen to anybody that's got a story about being on the road and something terrible happening because, you know, you can definitely learn from it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do you like most about playing uh, Scott Punk? Uh, just the energy and the positivity behind the whole ska scene, which is definitely making an awesome comeback the past couple of years. And it's, it's just been like in your face with like, Hey, we're here, we're doing this shit. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I really love how, uh, how strong the ska community has been all over the country, especially with like, uh, you know, community records hasn't been so active, uh, and stuff like that, but bad, uh, bad time records has been putting out some awesome stuff. I've been like really into that. And all those bands that are out there working with bad time has been, um, you know, they've been killing it in the touring scene and, and putting themselves back at the forefront of, uh, you know, playing these headlining shows at major venues, bigger venues and stuff like that. So I'm really stoked to see how Scott's been coming back for sure uh, in that sense. But uh, as far as me, it's almost like, you know, nostalgia. Like I was telling you, one of my first like instances of Sky was hearing Operation Ivy and being like, whoa, this sucks. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... It's like, what is that guy saying? <laughs> you know, yeah. but um, uh, mainly it, it's uh, uh, my biggest attraction to Scott Punk is uh, uh, the older form of it of having, you know, like Jesse Michaels did with his influence of uh, 90s hip hop and lyrical hip hop of uh, positivity and uh, singing for change, you know, and uh, stuff like that. Just uh, that's the most I take from it, I feel like. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I love Scott. I love the energy behind it. I love the message and I, I love the history. It's always been great. Awesome. 
Um, if you could tour with any ska band right now, I mean, they have to be currently touring and active. Uh, mm. What what artist or band would you mm. like to do a tour with? Even if it's like a short weekend tour, at least three dates. What kind of what band would you like to tour with? And this, and I, I was thinking about this question for a minute. Like, it's really hard. At first, I was like, oh, if it was a ska band, that makes it even harder. Because I was like, I feel like uh, like I could tour with all sorts of different weird things it would be fun you know yeah. if the if there was really limitless out there but uh <laughs> i don't i don't really know so i mean joystick is obviously killing it right there and uh, right now and it there's they're great uh i'd love to do a little run with the joystick or awesome. you know yeah. any, any of those bands for sure and that area new orleans bands are always amazing <laughs> awesome. um yeah but um, I, I really like Joystick, Hans Gruber, and the Diehards. Um, I would love to do a run with them. I, I would be doing some shows with them on my tour, but they're touring the West Coast in that same instance, you know. Uh, I was going to play guitar with Hans Gruber and the Diehards um, for Fest uh, whenever they had the first Fest since the pandemic, and um, stuff changed out, and I didn't do it. So, oh. um, But, yeah, no, we're still all good friends and stuff like that, so we still play together all the time. Awesome. So if I had to pick, yeah, it would it would probably be one of you know just a smaller you know homey band. You know, I just like hanging out with friends. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I mean, nice. especially when you're talking about touring together and stuff like that. Like, I oh yeah, you got to get along. You don't want to tour with someone that's like too big for you know the britches. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, we definitely appreciate you hanging out with us uh, this. Oh, it's been a blast. It's cool meeting y'all. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah! So, uh, of course, before we fully head out, we do have ska picks of the week. Um, Tyler, why don't you tell us about your ska pick? Well, I figured I'd do a bit of cross promotion with my ska pick, but I still say mention like check out all the bands that I mentioned throughout. You know, just babbling on and stuff. <laughs> um, I'm, I love the underground ska punk scene all over the country. It's pretty kick ass right now. But um, I will say that uh, the other band, Voice of Addiction, that I'm playing with has an album releasing August 5th. And we just released our last single for that album. And it is a ska song. It's called Bought and Sold. And uh, I said it to you earlier, I believe. And yep. uh, I can. Yeah. And it's um, it's pretty killer. There's usually about one or two ska songs on most of the VOA albums. But this is the first one that I got to record and write with them during the pandemic and stuff like that so as while well i was doing that weekly i was have weekly rehearsals with voa writing this super intricate album and put a lot of work into it but i'm super proud of how it came out uh, i've never worked on an album harder in my life probably than the new voice of addiction record but the sky songs that are on it definitely really cool stuff to check out so i'm stoked if you all want to play that on the show or something sometime yeah. that'd be great yeah we're gonna play we're gonna play a clip of it right now what here we go <laughs> All right, here we go.
pretty awesome. Uh, thanks. Pretty, I'd also like to throw awesome. in there that, uh, very, very, <laughs> awesome. uh, that, um, yeah. oh, sweet. Thank you. Uh, I also want to throw in the, the person that tracked us on that is uh, the engineer that did the final mixings on uh, my record uh, for the full length album. I forgot to totally mention that his name is Kyle to love uh, with black and bloom in Denver. Uh, we did the tracking for the VOA album over there over a span of 11 days. It was, it was super crazy wild times. I'm like cowbell solos and all. Uh, but uh, probably the coolest note about the full length, I can't believe I forgot to mention it, was Roger Lima mastered this. So um, it's it was really surreal to have like a PayPal request for Roger Lima. But <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, so that was really cool. But yeah, he did a fantastic job. And it's really cool to have someone like Lesson Jake, you know, work on my record. Um, but uh, it did. It sounds really big. So if you got a good sound system, it sounds really cool in it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, uh, so for my ska pick, uh, I picked uh, a band I recently got into. Uh, the band is called Left Alone. I saw them live with uh, Big D. I love Left Alone. Big D and the Kids Table a few months back, and they just killed it. They didn't even have, uh, they didn't have their bass player. I the bass player had like a family emergency, and had to miss the show. But they played with their keyboardist, guitarist, and drummer, and it was phenomenal. So I figure if they sound great, mm. like with just the three of them and no bass player, what's that record gonna sound like? So I made sure to pick it up, and uh, hey, uh, pun intended. And uh, so this is uh, Mile High from Left Alone. pretty good album uh and that song's awesome and uh if you haven't checked out left alone check it out because they're a great band that is off their uh 2021 album checkers and plaid and it's a really good album check it out rj why don't you tell us about your ska pick uh it's shark week so i picked up full shark by the toasters no no big mystery <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Pull shark by the toasters. Here we go.
so I was listening to uh, another podcast. Uh, it's um, and they were talking about some news articles, and they were talking about a news article uh, about sharks, in which there are some species of sh- sharks that are have um, evolved into being able to walk onto land. And um, <laughs> so I, I, it's, I, I think you need to check some sources, Matt. Nope, nope. And they they even mentioned. Nope, that. nope. That's all I'm getting. Yeah, no, I'm not going to check. As someone who's seen all the shark natos, we have way bigger things to worry about. <laughs> that's true. Tornadoes full of sharks. What are we going to do when Mark Cuban's the president? Like, <laughs> that's, that is true. Uh, no, I, I believe this, uh, this, uh, entity. And so I'm, I'm just going to take it at face value. Uh, sharks, uh, can now walk. So that's just the way it is. All right. Uh, Tyler, uh, where, Duke can of sharks. <laughs> where can people find you on the internet? What is the best way to follow all things trying to get by? It's spelled with one word. Uh, that's the big trick, uh, trying to get by without any spaces in it. Um, if you search on Google uh, and type in ska or punk after it, musician band, it'll pull up most of everything. Uh, available on uh, you know Spotify and I, uh, Apple Music, uh, all those things, Bandcamp, everything's on there. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I just started a, a Twitter, and then I'm trying to figure it out. I'm not really twitter capable in my head yet but i'm learning um and then i did start a, a tiktok because i'm trying to keep up with that but i only did it because of the south park uh contest where they had it where you cover a song recently and there was only like 40 50 submissions so um it was pretty crazy everybody's very creative in that but i covered the montage song as uh trying to get by so if nice. you want to check that out that's on my tiktok and my instagram as well um it's like, you're going to need a montage. Montage. You know, it's got the cool synth in there. Swapped out the organ for it. But, um, yeah, you can find me on all those different social media bits. Just uh, trying to get by the band is usually what the handle is. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you hanging out with us this week. And uh, hope we're excited. Thanks for having me. And uh, we're excited for your new album. And, of course, we'll, we'll – uh, We'll talk about it when it gets fully released and uh, shared on social media and all that stuff. So, uh, listeners, thank you for hanging out. Once again, we appreciate you and all that you do to support us. And until next week, keep listening to Sky. You've been listening to On The Upbeat. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get all the new episodes as soon as they're available. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at On The Upbeat Ska. Follow our Spotify playlist, Ska Favorites. It features all the songs heard on the show. Please consider joining our Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash ontheupbeatska to sign up today. And thank you for supporting On The Upbeat.